0: Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of December 10, 2017. The 2017 ACB Radio Holiday Auction is now history. We hope all of you had as much fun listening as we did bringing the auction to you. Items contributed from Kentucky raised $1,675 for ACB Radio. Our grand total for the auction was over $12,000 when we went off the air around 2.30 in the morning Eastern time on December 4. Watch your March Braille Forum for a complete list of donors, buyers, and others who made this year's auction so successful. We're sad to report that Ken Washington, who has overseen operations at the Kentucky School for the Blind since about 2008, passed away suddenly on Sunday, December 3. KCB, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, and the KSB alumni held many events at the school until 2014, and Ken was always very supportive of our efforts and willing to assist in every way he could. Ken will be greatly missed, and we extend our condolences to his family. New ABLE accounts allow people who receive income-based benefits, such as SSI, to establish savings accounts that can be used for a variety of purposes. In Kentucky, these accounts are called stable accounts. They may go by different names in other parts of the country. Listen on page 2 to a presentation from the 2017 Conference and Convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind about these new accounts. Maybe they can be helpful to you or to someone you know. As you know, David Trott, ACB treasurer, was the guest at the KCB convention from ACB. David and his wife, Rhonda were very personable, and many people have commented on how much they enjoyed meeting and talking with both of them during the convention. David was our speaker at the Jim Shaw Awards Banquet on Saturday evening, and as you'll hear on page three, he left us all laughing after two days of serious meetings and workshops. Thank you, David and Rhonda, for spending your pre-convention weekend with KCB. Michael Cleveland first shared his bluegrass fiddling with KCB when he was nine years old. He graduated from the Kentucky School for the Blind in 1999 and that summer went on the road to play fiddle with Dale Ann Bradley and Coon Creek. Since then, he's been named International Bluegrass Music Association Fiddler of the Year ten times and has won numerous other awards. Now he's been nominated for a Grammy. Read all about it on page four. And on page five is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two.
1: Okay, our next section is the new stable account, um, the new way to save. And we, I assume she's here, Lauren Hart Ferguson. Lauren, are you with us today? Okay, come on up, please. Uh, Lauren is communications director for and deputy general counsel. Yeah, Kentucky treasurer, Kentucky, in Frankfort. Uh, She's a 2017 uh, graduate of the University of Kentucky uh, College of Law uh, where she served served as executive editor of the Kentucky Journal of uh, uh, Equine Agriculture and Natural Resources Law and she uh, also graduated from Lindsey Wilson uh, College in uh, uh, 2014 where she earned a a bachelors of art in uh, history as part of the colleges uh, uh, there at the college. uh, I'm not going to read the rest of her credentials here, but I'm going to let her uh, talk to you about stable accounts. Thank you, Thank you,
2: Rick. Thank you all so much. That's actually uh, one of my first official introductions. I'm usually traveling with my boss, so um, thank you all. That was really kind of you. Um, as Rick said, my name is Lauren Hart Ferguson, can you all hear me? Am I good with the mic? Okay, great. Uh, My name is Lauren Hart Ferguson. I work for Kentucky State Treasurer Allison Ball. My colleague, Samara Hevron is our stable Kentucky director. Um, She does an incredible job and she she's our whiz on the team about this program. Unfortunately, when Rick contacted, Samara had already committed to a family event um, just for a holiday event with her her family, Um, so she couldn't be here, but I'm going to be in her place. Um, Unfortunately, I'm I don't think I'll be able to answer as many questions as Samara could, but I have her email and so we can. Um, I can give that to you all so you can shoot her an email if you do have any questions I can't answer. Um, again, I'll do my best to answer any of those questions. I've been with the treasurer's office since um, stable. the stable legislation was passed in Kentucky and so I've kind of um, had the pleasure of watching this program grow from just being a bill that was passed by our state legislature to its complete implementation in kentucky and now we have um i think over 160 stable accounts have been open so that's really been an honor for me just to kind of watch it grow um so able accounts um are a game changer for people with disabilities previous rules um kept people with disabilities from saving more than $2,000 without losing certain um, benefit programs. Have any of you all ever heard of ABLE accounts or STABLE accounts and do you all know anyone that may have one or do you have one? Okay, I see a few hands, that's good to know, good to hear. Um, and so the first question that we must frequently get asked is what is ABLE? Um, federal legislation was passed in 2014 that created a tax-advantaged investment accounts for individuals with disabilities. Assets in your account do not affect eligibility for federal or Kentucky means-tested benefits programs such as SSI or Medicaid. This program is a hybrid of 529 college savings accounts, checking accounts, and a special needs trust. It's, it's just its own program, That that's the simplest way to kind of describe the functions um, of this, this new initiative. Um, it, the ABLE accounts are structurally like 529 college savings accounts in terms of their tax advantages, online use and investment options, but they also have the transactional capabilities of a checking account and then also the benefit protections of a special needs trust. So um, I like to say that they're the best of all three worlds. We get um, uh, the good news <laughs> in all of those areas. Um, So what's STABLE, Kentucky? Well, it is the federal ABLE legislation was passed allowing for this tax advantage treatment at the federal level, and then it was also passed in Kentucky. So STABLE, um, the ABLE, the federal act, stands for Achieving a Better Life Experience, and STABLE, the ST, stands for State Treasurer. Um, this It's offered in Kentucky through a partnership with the Ohio Stable Account Program. It's administered, administered by my boss, Kentucky State Treasurer Allison Ball, and it was launched in December of 2016. Um, the great thing about Kentucky, Stable Kentucky, is that it's free to Kentucky taxpayers. So we were able to implement this program in Kentucky, which costs Ohio over a million dollars to run by um, piggybacking off resources they use. So Treasurer Ball has a great relationship with the Ohio State Treasurer, and through negotiations with them, we're able to bring this program to Kentucky at no cost. Um, and so um, Treasurer Ball always says that, you know, she wanted to be. The best, rather than the first. So, um, in our office, we just you know we always focus on quality, and that's that's what she did. That was her goal in, in partnering with Ohio. Um, so now the good part, the benefits of Kentucky's stable accounts. Uh, they prop they provide a new means of financial independence. Um, the account is owned by the individual with the disability. This also dramatically increases the ability to save. Um, You can save for day-to-day expenses or large expenses. Before ABLE, individuals could only save around $2,000 of their own money before risking loss of health care and other benefits. Um, This provides a new investment opportunity in tax-free earnings at the federal level. Um, So who can have a Stable Kentucky account? Um, There's an eligibility quiz at our website, which is stablekentucky.com both words are spelled out um... so it's the full full kentucky not just ky um... you have a limit of one account per person that's the national limit it's not any limit that we set and there's um... currently individuals with disabilities that occurred prior to the age of twenty six are eligible for stable kentucky accounts one um... interesting one question that we've had before was a woman um, approached Samara and said that she had a she has a disability that she that occurred before she was 26, but she was older than 26 when she realized that she had that disability or when it was diagnosed, and so she still she still is eligible. So it just has to have occurred uh, before the age of 26. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you had to know before you were 26. Um, and there's a bill pending in Congress currently that would increase the, that age to 46 to have a stable kentucky account you must be a kentucky resident and you must also meet one of three criteria the first is you must be eligible to receive ssi or ssdi due to a disability you must have a condition listed on the social security administration's list of compassionate allowance conditions or you must self-certify on our website On our website, the eligibility quiz that I mentioned, it's just a quick series of yes or no questions that will help you know if you're eligible to open a stable account. Um, Self-certification, which I mentioned, is the third option in qualifying for a stable account. Um, In this instance, we're going to ask for a few pieces of information beyond what we would if you certified or if you became eligible through one of the first two categories. We'll need a diagnosis of a physical or mental impairment that causes marked, the the technical language is marked in severe functional limitations. These are conditions, um, a lot of examples that are conditions in the SSA's blue book. Um, And you have to, under self certification, someone would need to certify that the condition has lasted or is expected to last for at least one year. Um, Also, under self-certification, there's a requirement to input a physician name, address, date of diagnosis, and individuals do not need to send in written diagnosis just to have it on hand in case of an audit in the future. So enrollment. Enrollment is super easy with Stable Kentucky. It's available online. Um, The only requirement to enroll is that you have to have an email address and that's just part of it all being online and being available for documentation and a username and things like that. Um enrollment's free. It takes approximately 20 minutes from start to finish. Um, there's a $50 minimum opening deposit. This is common for financial institutions and um, it's a re- requirement that was put in place with stable accounts in Ohio that's been carried over to Kentucky. Um all of your fund management can be done online. Withdrawals and changing investment options are all available online. Okay. Account cost. So there's a there are monthly maintenance fees for stable Kentucky accounts. It's $3.50 monthly or $42 annually. It's either or uh 42 is just the amount is 350 over 12 months. Um in April, this change, though, it used to actually be $5 a month or $60 annually. So that's another perk that um, Treasure Ball is able to negotiate and have our account fees lowered for Kentuckians. Um, and then it, there are also asset-based fees. They're between 0.19% and 0.34%, which are very reasonable in the market. Um, The fees are necessary to sustain the program and are common for financial and investment products. So next we can talk about funding your account. There are a few different ways to add money to stable Kentucky accounts. Um, Contributions can be made via electronic funds, transfers, or checks. There's a $14,000 annual contribution limit to stable Kentucky accounts. This amounts actually set to increase in the near future um, to I think it's 15,000 but for now we're at 14,000 um, and there's a four hundred and forty five thousand dollar lifetime limit. The system will automatically reject excess contributions that go above these annual and lifetime limits. Um, there's also a gifting option so this is new and um, family members or friends can deposit um, e-gifts into Stable Kentucky accounts so this is an option that we're really excited about Um, I know personally I am terrible at giving gifts, and I feel Christmas approaching, and I have three things bought for my entire family. So I enjoy the idea of gift cards, and this feels like another. this is another option. So um, family members or friends can create an e-gift event for birthdays or holidays, and um, the system tracks contributions also for sending thank you notes and replies. Um, that's something that personally... I love and Samira, our stable Kentucky director, has also talked about being really fond of. Uh, we were raised by old-school moms who were really serious about thank-you notes and replies, so we're really fond that um, it does that tracking option for for us. Uh, there's also current legislation in Congress that could increase the annual savings limit to $25,000. So. Um, As I mentioned, Stable Kentucky accounts are savings or investment accounts. So there are four different options for Vanguard mutual funds that range from aggressive to conservative and then there's one FDIC insured option that's principal protected. Um, There are four target risk funds under the Vanguard option, low risk to high risk offered through Vanguard. And so you can either select one of these to put 100% of your money in, or you can spread out your investment any way you want as long as the total is 100%. So if you want to put 25%, if you want to invest 25% of your Stable Kentucky account in each of these four Vanguard options, that's an option too. Um, Or whatever percentage that you feel comfortable with. So, um, the next most important thing, I think, is how can you spend stable Kentucky funds? Withdrawals must be used on qualified disability expenses. Anything that, one, relates to your disability, and two, helps to maintain or improve your health, independence, or quality of life. So there's a two-part test that I just mentioned. A few examples, these are just examples, it's not limited to this at all, are housing and rent basic living expenses, medical bills, education, transportation, assistive technology, health and wellness. Um, You hear from trust attorneys uh, that they really appreciate this because the Sable account has more of a broad spending ability than a trust. So we we've heard from some trust attorneys who've kind of talked about this is a really great complement to those trusts. we, One of our favorite examples about stable accounts, and it's really um, one thing that the treasurer uh, really meant a lot to her when a lady shared this story, but she said that before stable Kentucky came, before stable accounts came to Kentucky, um, this woman talked about that she worked, but she had this van that she needed to get to work, and that the repairs on the van were really costly. And they, whenever they didn't always arise, but when they did, they were more than two thousand dollars. And so she talked about that. You know, she always had this difficult balance of not being able to save enough to keep that van up and um, up and stable um, without fear of losing benefits. And so with stable Kentucky accounts, that's one example of something that she can spend her money on. And she does spend her money on. She is now able to save over the two thousand dollars so that when um, you know issues arrive arise with a vehicle which unfortunately you know regularly do those that's another example of of a allowed expense. Um, there, if, the, if account holders are audited, they'll have to explain to the IRS how expenses A, B, and C meet the two-part tests that I outlined earlier. And just just uh, um, circle back that you, you would need to explain that they, one, relate to your disability, or two, help to maintain or improve your health, independence, or quality of life. Um, A question we often get are what about non-qualified expenditures? So what about when money from a Stable Kentucky account is spent on things that don't fit this two-part test by the IRS? Well, the good news is um, no terrible consequences like it's not illegal or anything like that. but the amount of the expenditure may now be considered as a countable resource. So it's possible that that expenditure could affect benefits and there could be tax penalties. A good analogy that Samira always uses is um, it's kind of similar to if you withdraw money early from an IRA or other retirement account. It's not illegal, but it could have tax or other consequences. non-qualified expenditures are generally considered gifting or giving funds to another person for their use um, and there are also limits on stable kentucky the stable card which i'll get to soon that there are certain non-qualified expenditures that the card will just absolutely reject and it won't allow it will just decline as if there's not money on the card so um, alcohol tobacco gambling and mature entertainment are examples that the card will just decline as if there's no money so spending from your spending from an account um withdrawals they're free There are no limit on withdrawals stable kentucky will not ask you what you spend on but benefit agencies and the irs can Um, you can transfer money from a stable kentucky account to personal checkings or savings um, use a third party check or transfer to a stable card which is one of my favorite parts of the program which i'll explain in a minute Um, Some people are using stable accounts for long-term investments and do not spend out of the account often while others use it as a very transactional account. And so we just call these of our different account holders. We just describe them as our spenders versus our savers. Um, And again, the IRS is the entity that would be auditing ABLE accounts. It wouldn't be us at the State Treasury. Um, So the stable card. It's a prepaid card, looks like a debit card, um, functions like a debit card. It's loadable. It doesn't pull from the stable Kentucky account, however. Um, so there is this protective this protection element there, which would protect from fraud or abuse, that when you want money on a stable Kentucky, the Stable prepaid card. The person would have to log on to their Stable Kentucky account and say I want to transfer two hundred dollars from my Stable Kentucky account or a hundred or five hundred or however much money to the Stable Kentucky account and it will essentially load that debit card. Um, That way if the Stable account is lost or the Stable card is lost or it's stolen or it's misused um, the entire balance, which you know, with a lifetime limit of four hundred and forty-five thousand um, dollars, that that's really that could be dangerous. So this way, only the amount that's been transferred can be spent from this debit card. Um, there are online spending records within the stable Kentucky account page. Like if you log into your account, and which allow you to notate expenses. So it's a really easy way for um, tracking you know how you've spent money for possible IRS audits. Um, There is protection via limiting of merchants which I mentioned earlier. Um, No cash access from the card and no overdraft. If there's not enough money on the card the card will be declined. Um, This card can be used anywhere that MasterCard is accepted and the card is free for all account holders to get but you do have to request the card. Okay so next we're on to SSI considerations. Balances over a hundred thousand dollars count as a resource but SSI is merely suspended not terminated. Your account balance will not affect Medicaid benefits though regardless of the amount. Beneficiaries own wages still count as income even if contributed to Kentucky's stable accounts. If you hold on to the money from one calendar month to the next, then housing expenditures and non-qualified expenditures count as a resource. Um, again, these rules only apply to SSI. Um, even with the and even with the 100000 hundred thousand dollar resource limit, it's good to remember that this is much higher than the historically low two thousand dollar savings limit. Um, For SSI purposes, ABLE accounts are asset shields, not income shields. Next, we can talk about what if the account holder passes away. Um, The account will pass to the account holder's estate. The estate administrator notifies stable and can take over account access. There's no designated transfer upon death and the account will go through normal probate processes. If the beneficiary was on Medicaid, Medicaid can ask for payback in some cases, but Medicaid does not get the first bite at the apple. The estate can first pay any outstanding bills for qualified disability expenses, pay for funeral and burial expenses of the deceased, and deduct Medicaid buying premiums paid in Kentucky. Um, Medicaid payback is only from the date the account was opened. Money in a stable account is better protected from Medicaid payback than money in other bank accounts. So, stable Kentucky accounts versus special needs trust. As I mentioned earlier, they're a complement, not a competition, but some benefits specific to stable accounts are that they're cost effective, there's a broader spending power, for example, for housing, there's easier account access and closure, no federal income tax on earnings, no separate returns to file, and can be established, administered, and owned by an individual with a disability. So a few helpful resources. Our our friends in Ohio have a a line that they have customer service manning um, during regular business hours. So Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, This is part of our partnership with them. We have free access to their um, Sable account experts, essentially, is what what we would call them. Um, The phone number is 1-800-439-1653. And um, you can also email their customer service at team at stableaccount.com. So as I mentioned earlier, if you have any questions that I won't be able to answer in a minute, um, Samara, my colleague, who's our Stable Kentucky director. Um, and our on-staff ex- expert will be able to answer those. Uh, or if she can't, she'll, our friends in Ohio certainly will, and she'll get that answer for you. Her email is Samara, S-A-M-A-R-A, dot Heavrin, H-E-A-V, r-i-n at ky.gov and if you're interested in a presentation like I've given today for Samira to give or um, if you know a group that would like to hear more or you know of a resource fair that she could set up at just to spread the word of this great resource. Um, She also has a stable stable presentation specific email account that's stablekypresent at ky.gov. Thank you so much. It was great. It was really great
1: meeting you. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Page three. Next on our program is sharing your talents with ACB. And our uh, speaker from ACB, you've heard him earlier this afternoon, and I'm sure he's going to have some great words of wisdom for us this evening. David Trott from Talladega, Alabama.
3: After that welcome, it's all downhill from here. (laughs) If we have any politically correct people in the room at certain times in my talk with you tonight, you might want to cover your ears. I'm clean, but I am a little mean sometimes. (laughs) uh no i'm going to to share with you a few stories about people that are kind of funny to a lot of us over the years and believe it or not i have people that a lot of people that like this story that actually want their story on the list uh so uh it's kind of funny things that's happened to some of us over the years you know if you can't laugh at yourself um, then you're you're in bad shape so okay first first of all it's it is great to be here And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about transparency because we're transparent in ACB. Um, But before I do that, have we got any QVC fans in the room? Yes. Well, you better cut on those TVs when you get home. We're having five easy pays this weekend. I know because they've texted me 15 times a (laughs) day. let me know it. Not that I'd ever buy anything from there, but, you know, what can I say? Um, But about being transparent, I need to let you know that uh, my my clothes are basically black but I forgot my belt so my belt is brown but ladies brown is the new black correct <laughs> but you know I'm not the only tribe to ever make a banquet faux pas back about 12 years ago before Ronda really got into the shoe business <laughs> We get to the ready to go to the banquet one night at our state convention, and she says, Oh, my God, I've left all my shoes. All I have is these new Reeboks. (laughs) Of course, they were new, of course, you know. So she's got this beautiful navy blue outfit, you know, and it's a nice dress and everything. and these white robots just popped I mean it's beautiful needless to say I'm a fundraiser right so I told him my poor wife needed new shoes she didn't have any dress shoes and we took up a collection you know so <laughs> uh, but like I said if you can't if you can't laugh at yourself when these kind of things happen to you uh what can you do I want to tell you a a story about uh, Louisville. Uh, When we were here at the 2008 conference some friends of mine named Debbie and Norman Colbert, came and it was kind of sad folks. they, They got to go on a tour to the printing house and then their marriage almost blew up. Ron Garrett brought some of the group on the bus and he set them down he he brought old norman on the bus and he said norman will set you down by this pretty lady right here well my old buddy norm he he can't see near as well as he thinks he can and he can't have here either so he you know being the southern gentleman that he is he said hey honey says uh where do you uh said where are you from she said alabama and he couldn't hear her you know and so she's she's already knowing what's going on and she's biting her lip because she's got kind of the sense of humor i have you know and and so he says well where do you work she said oh i work with vocational rehabilitation he said oh my wife does too that's the only thing that saved that boy and then he said what's your name and at that point she couldn't hold it anymore she just busted out laughing so (laughs) he's sitting here trying to talk to this lady and it's his wife all along so (laughs) he just (laughs) Uh, me me and old Norm's traveled a lot together over the years though and, and Billy Spartman who was our Director at the Alabama Industries for the Blind, he and Norman and I had to go to Rochester one time. We had this nice uh, flight attendant, had a real high voice. And old Norman's honeying and babying, you know, and, and all. And Billy says, David, does he know that's a man? I said, No, and you better not tell him because I want to see how this turns out. <laughs> now uh, you know when when you get a management position you know to get there you've got a little bit of ego right so I'm going over to the Birmingham shop for the first time since I came back to AIB as a manager and uh Girl, I went to school with. We were buddies and we'd always pick back and forth with each other. And so Billy and Norman's there with me, you know, and old Raynell, she comes up and she throws her arms around me and she said, Hey, David, I ain't seen you in 30 years. Said you done got big as a hog. <laughs> Well, I'm biting my lip to keep them laughing, thinking, what kind of response can I give? And Norman and Billy just leaves the room, I can hear them laughing all the way down the hall. So being the southern gentleman that I am, I hugged her back, and I said, it's good to see you too right now. (laughs) But you know those kind of things happen to us and uh, you, you, you really just uh, need to take them and move on you know I see all this stuff about bullying on Facebook and bullying is a bad thing if that's what it really is but a lot of it's just harmful pr- uh, harmless pranks and you know people t- people take stuff too far and so I like to share those stories to let people know hey we turned out good and we had a, you know we could have been bullied every day but uh, you know, some of it is serious, but most of it, you know, is, like I said, just what we would have considered pranks back then. And so it's it's been kind of hard for us to adjust. I want to tell you one more story before I get into what I got to tell you. Uh, the late Charlie Carroll, had always called me after I did a speech, and he'd say, try it. What story did you tell about me tonight? Said so I know it was a lie, but I just want to know what it was. But Charlie got into some much mischief over the years, and back in his younger days, Charlie liked a drink every now and then. So one Friday night, he got off from his vending stand. He went to the liquor store and he got him a bottle. and He called him a cab. Well, he goes out and he said, "I'm gonna meet you at the red light." So. He, you know, cabs have a light on the top of them, right? so car pulls up, Charlie sees the light on top, he gets in. (laughs) But Charlie's daddy's a cop, so they all know him. So they just said, hey, Charlie, how you doing? Well, he knew the cab driver, too, so he didn't think nothing about it. They carried him to the police station. (laughs) Well, they got out, and they let Charlie out, right? They go in, and it's right about shift change, and... They're all changing, and Charlie's standing around. One of the captains said, Charlie, what you doing? He said, well, I reckon I'm under arrest. So he looked over at two guys, and he said, uh, what'd Charlie do? Uh, they said, we don't know. We stopped at the red light, and he jumped in the car. <laughs> so now, you'd think that story ends here, right? But like I said, Charlie had him a cab driver. So they called Charlie a cab. Cab pulls up. Charlie gets in. He said, you going to ride with me this time, Charlie, or you going to ride with them again? <laughs> So, like I said, you know, a lot of us, especially us VI people, we we can get into a lot of trouble thinking we cease what we don't. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Rhonda and I have had a great time this weekend. I hope that if I leave you with any one thing, then it's been a blessing for me. But what I really hope you get out of it is the blessing you've given me for the turnout that you have here uh, is just truly amazing uh, for the percentage of members as opposed to the people you have still here for your banquet and in your meetings today. That that was great. Uh, if we didn't have the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind in rehab, we wouldn't have nowhere near this attendance at a convention. So it's, it's really good to see and I wanna talk to you a little bit about you. When I come to speak somewhere, I do a lot of research on them. I didn't have to do as much on y'all because a lot of y'all stuff I know about anyway because I listen to sound prints, but you people have one thing that 95% of these other chapters don't have, and that's the ability to have information about your organization and what's going on all the time. You have an excellent website, you have sound prints uh, you, you do so many different things that make it easy to communicate now if you'll take that communication back with you every time you get it and share it you really can grow your organization because the the information that you have is spot on it's always current and it's just a blessing to to be a part of an organization that has an affiliate like this that has so many good things going on uh y'all were talking about first timers a while ago and carla was telling me about the young people that you have and that that is truly great because uh we want our organization to live on and in order to do that we we have to have fresh members and the younger members and we need to do things that involve them and make them feel like they're ready to take ownership and be a part of the organization because that's what's going to help you grow it is it is always good to see the camaraderie to meet new people i know Rhonda and i have met a lot of people that we've never met before here this weekend and we'll carry those memories with us i'd like to tell you a little bit about one of the greatest blessings Rhonda and i have gotten from acb next week is thanksgiving but before that Hurricane Katrina hit years ago when Hurricane Katrina hit years ago actually Carla called me that same night and I had to go outside and talk to her I think it was still, it sound Prince Sam, name, wasn't it Carla? And uh, we were talking about the work that the Alabama Council of the Blind was doing with disaster relief and I said well I hope you can hear me because I've got 65 people eating here tonight and most of them are, are from Mississippi and we did we fed 65 people i think that was around labor day weekend and uh we we had a great great time and they got you know home cooking and and got to be around and fellowship with people they knew and it helped relieve a little bit of the pain of having to leave home but next week is thanksgiving Rhonda and i will have 25 people roughly at the house most of those people will be part of our acb family and you think well most of those people will be from talladega actually six of those people will be from mississippi and uh, we will have people from well not counting the children uh we'll have people from their early 20s to a john granger who is 92 years old so it it is a blessing for us to be able to do that kind of thing ron and i do thanksgiving dinner and christmas dinner at night that way for those of them who have families they can go and be with their family and still be with their a blind family at night so you know that's one of the things that we got from acb that was a blessing for us because we met people like the smithermans uh and and people like that who come with us uh billy and kathy spartman who are now in alabama and have been for the past 15 years but we knew them when they were in mississippi and uh we we travel all over the place with bro and denise collie from washington state so you know acb family to us is truly nationwide and i'm hoping as some of you who've never been before if you get to go to st louis this year or maybe some of you that's already been that hadn't hadn't really looked at acb from that perspective before will begin to build your acb family because the relationships you build at a state convention at a national convention and even in your local clubs you are something you can cherish because they're more than just friendships you you really build an almost a family relationship and it's so wonderful to have that kind of thing going on in your life Uh, i'm going to go over a few more things from the national and then i will give you a chance if you want to ask me any last question but uh the big thing going on that will affect you first from the national coming up in january is with the new issue of the braille forum you'll get in for the first time on cartridge and the new large print guidelines i think will be in effect for the january issue uh, please don't ask me any questions about the new large print guidelines I took the survey I know that the print's gonna be a little larger and bold-faced but I'm not sure if you took the survey which ones actually came through as a selection uh, I can't even remember what I selected <laughs> but uh, that's uh, the Braille forum on cartridge you're gonna get the last issue of the Forum uh acb reports and of course the braille forum so so you're gonna have some extra content on that and uh, i will tell you to be sure to mail that cartridge back because you won't get the next one if you don't so uh we're in even if it goes bad or it's bad or something go ahead and mail it back uh because that way you you know you won't be on the list of people who would be dropped off But it it has truly, truly been a great weekend for Rhonda and I. Rhonda you wanna come up and say sub- <laughs> 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 Um Rhonda and I hope that, that maybe at some point that uh that some of you can come down and join us for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner and uh of course, if too many of you come, we'll have to build a bigger house. But because <laughs> we've about got a full one now, but uh, we we really have uh, enjoyed it, and, and it was a good good experience. I'm glad I met another Bill in ACB and uh, KCB. Uh, you know, and, and meeting all of you is or renewing uh, where we have met you before. Because it's it's really hard when you see somebody once a year unless you're with them a lot during that week to remember them. But uh, it, it is great to always meet new people. And, and we've had a, a wonderful time. The, in parting, I would like to say to you, take home one thing that I said tonight about, or this weekend about ACB, and leave all the jokes and all the funny stories here don't don't be thinking about the trailer parks and that kind of thing because <laughs> oh i'm sorry this is just in just in news from alabama we just learned that our governor's mansion burned down and the saving thing was they did save the rest of the trailer park good night <laughs> everybody thank you I actually hoped I'd shut everybody down with that one. They said I've got to come back and see if there's any questions. <laughs> no, we actually have a real governor's mansion, regardless of what people tell you, honey. It's this real. <laughs> I'm done. All right. If there's no more, thank you very much.
0: Page four. <music> Cleveland is a 1999 graduate of the Kentucky School for the Blind, and he has been a guest on Soundprint several times over the years. On November 28, it was announced that he has been nominated for a Grammy Award. And we're going to bring you a couple of articles and the news story related to that announcement and other appearances that he's made in the the last couple of months. From wave3.com, Wave 3 is the NBC affiliate in Louisville, comes the following story. Henryville Fiddler Nominated for Grammy by Michaela Bauman, Posted on November 29, 2017 Henryville, Indiana Wave A Henryville native and renowned musician was nominated for a Grammy on Tuesday. Michael Cleveland, who now lives in Charlestown, Indiana, is nominated for Best Bluegrass Album, for his record, Fiddler's Dream, according to Billboard.com. According to Wave 3 News Partners, the News and Tribune, Cleveland is a longtime fiddler and a previous Grammy Award winner and nominee who was born blind. Cleveland attended the Kentucky School for the Blind, where not being able to see wasn't considered a handicap. Cleveland attributes some of his fiddling talent, to his blindness, News and Tribune reports. Music instructors often told students to not look at the fiddle's neck and fingerboard, even suggesting they play in the dark. Being blind also forced Cleveland to use his other senses, like hearing. Quote, your ears are the most important thing when you're learning to play, he told the News and Tribune in 2015. Cleveland also plays fiddle and sings vocals with the Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper Band. As a solo artist, Cleveland is up against four other albums for Best Bluegrass Album, including Laws of Gravity by the infamous Stringdusters, Original by Bobby Osborne, Universal Favorite by Noam Pickelin, and All the Rage in Concert Volume 1 Live by Rhonda Vinson and the Rage. The Grammys will be held in New York City on January 28. Nominations were announced Tuesday. From Michael Cleveland's website comes the following Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper win two IBMA Awards. Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper won two International Bluegrass Music Association Awards recently Instrumental Group of the Year and Instrumental Recorded. Performance of the Year, with the title track of Michael Cleveland's latest Compass Records album, Fiddler's Dream. This makes the band a five-time winner in the Instrumental Group category and Michael sixth in the Instrumental Recorded Performance category. The IBMA Awards were held in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 28, 2017. And from June of 2017 comes the following – Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper featured on Kentucky.com. We always enjoy performing in the bluegrass state of Kentucky, and our visit to Lexington for Festival of the Bluegrass was no exception. The ragheads know how to have fun. We were honored for our show to be reviewed by journalist Walter Tunis for Kentucky.com. But don't let the headline fool you. This review is no sinking ship. The headline is Michael Cleveland delivers titanic performance at Festival of the Bluegrass. This is from kentucky.com/entertainment/music-news-reviews/article15547897. This appeared in the Lexington Herald-Leader on June 10, 2017. The first headline says, Michael Cleveland wows at Festival of the Bluegrass Day, Lexington Herald Leader. And there's a picture caption that says, Michael Cleveland plays the first of two sets with his band Flamekeeper at the Festival of the Bluegrass on June 9, 2017. The 44th annual Festival of the Bluegrass is June 8 to 11 at the Kentucky Horse Park Campground in Lexington, Kentucky. Music news and reviews, Michael Cleveland delivers Titanic performance at Festival of the Bluegrass by Walter Tunis, contributing music writer from the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. Usually when dealing with a roster of artists akin to the lineup of schooled string music stylists that highlighted the Friday lineup at the Festival of the Bluegrass, Reaching a consensus as to which act had the strongest showing isn't easy. In an event like this, there exists a given symmetry, if not outright predictability, among the performers. Some may vary their styles slightly, but what frequently emerges is a similar mix of lightning pace picking, familial vocal harmonies, and homespun sentiment. Last night was different, though. All the artists taking the stage at the Kentucky Horse Park were engaging and proficient, yet there was one undeniable titan among them. His name was Michael Cleveland. During a late evening set with his band Flamekeeper, the fiddler covered all the requisites concerning technique, tradition, and tone. But Cleveland proved to be such a versed player that he regularly expanded on the usual bluegrass diet of speed and flash. During I Knew Her Yesterday, an original instrumental from his splendid new Fiddler's Dream album, he threw a curveball by embracing a slower lyricism, chilled with an engaging sense of honky-tonk swing. Better Still was a deconstruction of Jerusalem Ridge, one of several Bill Monroe classics within the set performed as a spacious, astute, but still playable duet with mandolinist Nathan Livers. The playing revived the tune's inherent Celtic inspiration for a musicality that was remarkably worldly. Later, during an encore exhibition where he was left on stage alone, Cleveland summoned accents that sounded almost Eastern European in nature before landing with grace and vigor alongside Flame Keeper's more overtly grassy camaraderie. In short, this was one of the great instrumental displays the festival has seen in recent memory. The rest of the bill was appealing, though occasionally perfunctory. Headliners, Russell Moore and Third Time Out, have not lost a step with its leader, Still full of a vocal bravado, aged nicely by gospel and high, lonesome soul, as on the chain gang Requiem Moundsville Pen, similarly, third time out alum Steve Dilling and his band sideline, balanced vocal might with jams that embrace the blues as well as Carolina inclined ballads, the gentle title tune of the two thousand sixteen album, Colors and Crossroads. Two Kentucky-bred bands held their own on such a lofty bill. Newtown revealed additional maturity in its development of a steadfast ensemble sound with rich and often appealingly dark folk undertones, the transformation of Tyler Childers' The Crows and the Jakes into... Ophie O'Donovan's style Americana with help from Katie Penn's soft-focus vocals. While Hammertown heavily favored bluegrass tradition, even though some of its material was welcomed from outside sources, including a surprisingly giddy version of Bob Dylan's Girl from the North Country. But this evening belonged to Cleveland, and an instrumental charge fortified by taste, ingenuity, and a sterling sense of musical adventure. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. December 12 is the Savvy Christmas Party, Sport Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro. 12 to 2.30 p.m. Central Time, Join us for dinner, Dirty Santa gift exchange, $10 limit, appropriate for male or female, and more. Wing Avenue Baptist Church. For reservations, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. December 12, presentation on the OrCam from 1 to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council of the Blind, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For more information call 859-259-1834. December 13 is the KCBPR Membership Committee meeting. 8 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006. Enter code 294444. December 14 Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Will hold its next support group meeting in Louisville, from 1:30 to 3:30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up and for more information. December 15 is a GLCB roundabout, Education and Technology, 3:30 to 5, discussion 5 to 6, dinner $5 per person, 6 to 7. Holiday music, 7 p.m. Also, there'll be games and crafts after dinner. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 for more information and to sign up. December 17 is the KSB Alumni Board Meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call. And December 19 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board Meeting, also by conference call, but it's at 7.30 p.m., and they're both on the conference line at six zero five four seven five six zero zero six. 475 Enter code 294444. On December 22 and December 29, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have roundabouts from 3.30 to 10. But you'll be able to just drop in and share holiday fun. It's an opportunity to get iPhone questions answered and more. Dinner will be $5 per person at 6 p.m. There'll be lots of games and crafts and fun for everyone. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org.